You're listening to the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hello, and welcome to the show. A happy Saturday to all of you. I realized, because someone asked me earlier, um, that the May long weekend is coming up. So I feel like this is the start. It's kind of the start of summer, because it's the start of when we get a long weekend every month. And then we go back to school for people and regular schedules and all of that fun stuff. So maybe it'll actually stay warm enough. Um, uh, also, Mother's Day is tomorrow. So I'd love to know. I love the moms who are listening to text in 71010. Let me know what you really want for Mother's Day. I'll read them out throughout the show. Like, this is your chance to say whether or not you, do you really love the the blender that you got, the vacuum? Maybe you really do like flowers. I know my mom loves flowers. My mom is one of those people who says, like, she, my mom loves fresh flowers. So I used to um, have them sent to her because she's in Halifax. So I would get a company to drop off flowers uh, for her around Mother's Day. And, uh, and then she called me to complain that I was throwing my money away and wasting money by buying flowers. So I stopped doing it. And then what happens is like, oh, can you give me anything for Mother's Day? It's like one of those things where you just, you cannot win. So uh, feel free to text in 71010. Let me know, moms, what you really want for Mother's Day. Um, I guess to start off, I don't think there's, you know, a single Canadian who hasn't seen uh, photos or video footage of those, you know, devastating fires in uh, Fort McMurray in Alberta. So if you haven't yet, and I'm sure you've already heard of this, but you may not have gotten around to it. And, you know, if you're going to text me during the show anyway, I would suggest that before you do that, you text the number 30333. All you have to do, I just did this yesterday. You just write in the words uh, Red Cross and the number is 30333. That's the number that you text and it will automatically add $5 uh, as a donation to the Red Cross onto your phone bill. So really easy. You don't have to log on. You don't have to fill out your credit card information, your address, all of that. You just text a phone number and you text the words Red Cross. What they do is they text you back to make sure and verify, did you mean to donate $5? And you just say yes. And that's it. It is quite honestly the easiest way you can donate $5. I'm sure most people listening can uh, part with $5. If anything, it's the fancy coffee you are going to buy yourself tomorrow. Um, and the great thing is the federal government is matching donations, so it's kind of a no-brainer. Because when does the government ever double your money for you? Never. Like at, at all, ever. So great opportunity to do that. Um, now here's a tip. This is what happened to me last weekend. Here's a tip if you decide to spend a night, maybe a weekend somewhere that's, you know, adorable and charming with a little bit of history. There's so many great places throughout Ontario, like little, uh, quaint inns and hotels and B and B's. Um, so I drove up to Caledon on the weekend to stay at this really uh, lovely little inn there. And because I knew it was originally built in the 1800s, uh, you know, most of the original homes on that par- property were now, you know, hotel rooms or a little spa. I'm not saying you should do what I did, but I was, I was like, this place has got to be haunted. It was built in the 1800s. So then at dinner, I said to the waitress, um, she was bringing the menus. I'm like, I want to know, are there ghosts here? And she looked at me kind of like, well, I shouldn't tell you. And I said, no, you tell me the truth. She's like, yes, there's ghosts. I'm like, I knew it. But at the same time, I should confess, I'm terrified of ghosts. It was, 
I should not have asked her this question. So I, I'm getting her to share with me the stories of different guests who've been there, um, who have seen, you know, certain ghosts. But she assured me that the the room that I was in, the building that I was in, was not haunted. It was the the house next door where uh, people often heard the the giggling of a little girl, and it was like quite well known. And then. Um, Someone shared a story of a uh, corporate guest that they have there quite often, like a regular guest who was Skyping with his son from his room and his son said, who's the boy standing behind you? And then all the hairs on my arm stood up and then guess what? It was time for me to go to bed and I could not sleep. But at the same time, I got all the really juicy ghost stories. So if you're scared of ghosts, don't ask people this. Like don't don't go to an old place and then ask them to tell you about all the ghost stories there. Um also, just a quick note, I'm heading home to Nova Scotia uh, later this week, so I will not be here next weekend for a show. But as some of you know, you can follow me on social media and you can see what I'm up to. You can you can find out all the things my parents are saying to me and how they're criticizing me as a grown adult. Uh, so at Pei Chen on Twitter and uh, Instagram, also on Facebook, you can find me and somewhat new to Snapchat, Pei Chen eats. So just a reminder, feel free to text me throughout the show. Moms, let me know what you want for Mother's Day. Or for those of you who are planning something for Mother's Day, I'd actually love to know what you are planning that might be kind of extra special because I bet there are some people out there listening right now who do not have a clue what they're going to do tomorrow. Um, Tomorrow, actually, I am going up to Niagara-on-the-Lake to visit a friend. She's got a beautiful property out there. And I know that uh, many of you know that I am part of a sponsorship group with a couple of people, some of them friends. A lot of them were actually strangers up until a few months ago, but have now become friends. And we've sponsored a, a Syrian refugee family who've been settling really well. So because we're quite a large group and we're spread out all over the place, many of us have never met. Like we we work together to get things done, but we've never had the opportunity to hang out. So we're having a huge barbecue and party uh, with our Syrian family and with many of the members of our group. Like we're talking, there's going to be over 30 people at this barbecue because people are bringing their families and their kids as well. And um, one thing I would, I would love for you to do if you are online later today is go onto YouTube and Google... Human Hungry Hungry Hippo. Um, because one of the girls in our group posted this video. And if you remember the game Hungry Hungry Hippo, the whole premise is that there's all these white marbles. I think there's four or five hippos, different colors. And you just, you their neck extends, their mouth opens up. They clamp down on the marbles and they bring them in. So you're trying to collect the most marbles. The human version of this, someone did this at like a family reunion on a campground and it's amazing. So we are going to play Human Hungry Hungry Hippo and it involves the people being kind of uh, wheelbarrow style. Someone is grabbed onto your legs and your body is lying on a skateboard. There's all these balls in the middle and you use like a laundry basket or a pot to grab the marbles and you're just like being pushed in and out. Anyway, I think it's going to be the new fun summer game. So Google that if you get a chance. Um, If you're trying to make healthier meals for you and your family, maybe you're trying to cut your grocery bills at the same time, you want to eat more vegetables, maybe cut back on meat a little bit, but are struggling with how to do that. My two guests who are in studio can definitely help you do that. I have Annette Cronish, who is a cookbook author, who has also been teaching cooking courses for 25 years, and uh, Kara Rosenblum, who is a registered dietitian. Together, they wrote Nourish Whole Food Recipes featuring seeds, nuts, and beans. However you say this is not a vegetarian cookbook, though there's a 
lot of vegetarian recipes in it. Nettie, do you want to explain that? Well, I've been vegetarian a long time. I'd say about 40 years. And uh, sorry, mom. (laughs) When I was a teenager, I really gave my mother a hard time because I was, uh, I just woke up one day and decided to be veg rather than slowly go through a transition. And I really could have used a dietitian's advice at the time. So you just woke up like and thought, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm, going to, I'm not eating meat anymore. And you stuck to it. I did. I, I became veg for ethical reasons, but I realized I also needed to educate myself. And as life would have it, uh, I've got a husband and three kids and they don't want to be vegetarian. <laughs> so uh, I've had to work with meat, you know, fish and chicken, yeah. but at the same time, educate myself and try and come to terms with the fact that life isn't perfect and that we need to be able to provide nourishing, well-balanced meals for everyone. And when the opportunity arose to work with a registered dietitian, it was also a foodie, I thought mm-hmm. I've been waiting for this opportunity for such a long time because there are so many myths about nutrition and yes. they get transferred uh, into the foods we eat. And there are ingredients that are really popular, but once again, it's all about how much of that ingredient we eat and how we balance it with other ingredients. And and that's where Kara and I, I think, work so well together. We have re- one of my favorite recipes is one uh, called One Bowl Sushi in the mm-hmm. book, and we use brown rice with it. And Kara said, well, why don't we add some salmon to it? Because that changes the profile. It adds protein. Here I am speaking nutritionally, yeah. which is Kara's. <laughs> but at the same time, what we wanted to do was we wanted to write a book about beans, nuts, and seeds. Mm-hmm. And we have a bean, a nut, or a seed in every recipe. Right. No, and I want to talk more about that uh, a bit later on because to me, beans, nuts, and seeds, I'm like, nah, this sounds kind of like bird food, but if you can, you know, find a way for me to to actually eat it and enjoy it and think of it as a meal. Kara, just very quickly, uh, when Nettie mentions, you know, being a vegetarian, a lot of people who, who become vegetarian or even vegan, they're not healthy at all. It always depends on what foods you choose to eat. So mm-hmm. funny enough, when I met my boyfriend at the time, now my husband, he was vegan and it was this kind of cool, ethical thing. And I looked at his diet and I was studying nutrition at the time. (laughs) Hash browns, white bagels, and French fries. Well, technically he's vegan. He's vegan. He was the only (laughs) vegan I'd ever met who didn't eat vegetables. It was crazy. (laughs) So you're you're definitely right. You can be vegetarian or vegan in Mm -hmm. an unhealthy way, just like you can eat meat in an unhealthy way. Or you can choose more fresh whole foods and choose a very healthy vegetarian diet. Or a very healthy meat diet. It really depends on the food choices. I that think you it's make. the word. It's because the word vegetarian and vegan have the word veg in it, so yeah. people assume like, well, maybe just having that title, I'm so much healthier. I think people have become more educated. Um, so after the break, we're going to talk to Nettie and um, Kara a little bit more. If you have questions, uh, you can always text them in as well seven ten ten because Kara is a registered dietitian. She can probably answer some of your questions for you. We'll talk a bit more about their book Nourish, and also I'll give you a chance to win a copy of the book so you can try out some of the great recipes for yourself. And also we'll address some of the um, the myths and misconceptions that you might have about some popular foods like, is fat really bad for you? Is it sugar? Is it you know oil, salt? What is it? And, and uh, both the women can answer that. You're listening to The Pay Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. We'll take a look at the roads right now with News Talk 1010, Times Ever Traffic. This is The Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. 
Someone just texted in and said that uh, their ideal Mother's Day will be spa time alone. I have a friend who now has three little ones. Uh, when she just had two, she used to tell me that she never knew how great Mother's Day was alone. She said that was the best day she could possibly have. Her husband would take the two kids out and she would either, she would just, you know, get together with a friend or she'd stay in. And, uh, and she, I remember her saying to me, it's the best day all year. Um, you know, and then she appreciates the kids when they come home afterwards. You can text in 71010. Let me know what your perfect Mother's Day gift would be because it is tomorrow. Uh, my guests in studio have co-authored the book Nourish Whole Food Recipes featuring seeds, nuts, and beans. So in stu- studio with me, I have Nettie Cronish and uh, RD, Kara Rosenblum. Now, um, Kara, I-, I thought this was great in the book. You said that at a lecture, you heard someone say people eat food not nutrients, and it really changed the way that you approached your work and what you do. Can you explain that a little bit? Sure. So when I was in university, I went to Ryerson to study nutrition, and it was a very nutrient-based class. We learned about how much calcium people need and how much fiber people need, but it didn't translate into, you know, they need calcium, so tell them to drink a latte at breakfast or have some Uh, cheese sandwich at lunch. It wasn't a foodie course. Mm -hmm. It was a very scientific approach. And when I heard Mary Sue Wiseman, who was the dietitian who made that statement, people eat food, not nutrients, it reminded me that when I'm educating people about food and nutrition, you don't want to recommend 350 milligrams of calcium a day. I don't know what that means. Nobody does. You want to put it into the context of food. So that's why when the opportunity came up to write Nourish with Nettie, I had to jump at the chance because it was my way of being able to educate people about healthy eating by using food, by using healthy recipes. So the book does not talk about nutrients. It talks about um, incorporating whole foods, real Mm -hmm. food, vegetables, fruits, fish, nuts, beans, seeds, meat. It's all in the book. They're real whole foods. Now, Nettie, the book um, says, well, it focuses on nuts, seeds, and beans. And I have to tell you that when I think of that, I think of like little snacks, like, uh, you know, a bowl of some almonds that I might eat after the gym. I think of pumpkin seeds, beans. Well, okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, wow, that sounds super appealing. So why did you focus on those three things? Well, first of all, everyone has them in their home. I think it's really important for people to have one-stop shopping I love to go to farmer's markets. I've been a member of Karma Co-op for 30 years, but most people shop at supermarkets and most people don't have a lot of time. And so nuts, beans, and seeds are in everybody's pantry. And what we wanted to do is show you other ways you can use these ingredients, not just in a gourmet way, but in an everyday way. Mm -hmm. Uh, For instance, we have a granola bar recipe, and a lot of times people might use one nut or one seed, but why don't you try combining them together? And we also let you know how you can toast nuts and seeds, whether you want to do them in the oven or on top of the stove, or even if you have a toaster oven like Kara's dad. And so, <laughs> I have a toaster oven. <laughs> so, so the techniques are easy. The recipes mm-hmm. all fit on one page. And um, I have a 24-year-old bike riding daughter, and I once bought her a cereal, like it's called Holy Crap, yes. and it was so expensive it would have bankrupt us. So we looked at 
label and we yes. decided we're going to crack the code and that became the name of the recipe. And so we used chia and buckwheat and hemp seeds and some dried fruit and cinnamon and combine it together. And so here's our version mm-hmm. of this best-selling recipe, but you can make it at home and you can make it for a lot less than what it costs when you buy a package. I actually, I've had a bag of holy crap, um, which is just the name <laughs> of, and I think the guy was on a show like Dragon's Den or exactly. something. So, and it's a tiny little bag, but I I know that it's it's dense, right? Because it has all those like good things in there. Uh, I swear to God, I think it's about eight dollars. Like mm-hmm. it is quite expensive. You're meant to, I think, eat like a couple of tablespoons in the mm-hmm. yogurt or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, that's something that you might get once as a treat. But you couldn't. I, I well, don't think my most people eats would it keep every buying day. it. Well, Every day. Well, now that she knows how to make it, yeah, yes, so but I don't know that you buy the bag. she's not hungry until noon, if I can give a testimonial. And we also have every recipe is nutritionally analyzed. And so the serving size for uh, cracking the code was like a quarter cup. And it's fabulous because it lets you know the amount of sodium, the carbohydrates, mm-hmm. calories, fat. And for a lot of people who are health conscious or have a condition, it's important that they have that information. Yeah, it's important to have it available. And I think, Kara, like you were saying, you know, even though you created the recipes focusing on um, food and not so much nutrients because I don't know you know, grams of sugar or salt or milligrams, uh, but it's still there because for some people they do need to l- take a look at that. Yeah, definitely. And that's the book can cater to everybody. So if you are on a restricted sodium diet or need to get high fiber or are diabetic and are watching your carbohydrate intake, if you want to look at the nutrition analysis for each recipe, it's there. <laughs> if you don't want to look, just enjoy the recipe. Right. You can just like Something kind of- for everyone. You can kind of look away and not really pay attention. Um, right. There was an, also a quote that you put in the book from Good Housekeeping in 19, from 1950. Mm-hmm. And the quote from Good Housekeeping said, uh, it was advice basically, I guess, for women, plan ahead, keep menus simple, and use lots of canned, packaged, and frozen foods. Mm-hmm. Kara, how has that changed? Well, that's the <laughs> downfall where everything started going wrong. And I think in the 1950s, convenience was was huge. And it was something, um, housewives, to use the term at the time, they didn't know anything like that. And they were making these complex dinners every night. And I think at the time, canned and packaged food gave them the freedom to do something else during the day. And that's when women started entering the workforce in the 1960s. And now what we're seeing is a complete reversal where we now know from scientific research over the years that packaged and processed foods contain excessive amounts of sugar, salt, trans fat, and artificial flavors, colors, preservatives that aren't good for our health. And we're seeing a movement back to the original recipes. You hear the term, eat what your grandmother would have eaten. Yeah, we're not going back 50 years, right? right. We're, we're saying, you know what, we should do what more or less right. what they were doing, you know, back right. in the fifties. We've made a, we made some progress since, you know, probably based on like frying and mm-hmm. oil and certain things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of funny to see a, a advice to women saying, you know, pick up that packaged food. Right. And we don't read that advice anymore. You pick up any magazine now and what you're going to read are recipes you can make quickly for 15 to 30 minute weeknight dinners and they are containing whole foods, fruits, vegetables. There might be, you know, a little bit of a sauce that you might want to add right. that's packaged, but they're not, you know, take the frozen dinner out of the <laughs> freezer and put it in the oven and that's dinner. We're not seeing that as advice to do 
as much right. anymore. We're okay, moving towards cooking more at home. So but up I, next, uh, what? Oh, do you want to? Uh, I, I just wanted to say in our in our book, we use a lot of salt free beans from a can, and the beans come in three sizes, mm-hmm. and you don't have to make everything from scratch if you don't have the time. Yeah, we also give instructions how to cook beans from scratch. But I'm just so happy I live in 2016 where there are so many terrific available products I can use, especially when I'm in a hurry. Yeah, there are I'm some a really great mom. Yeah, there are some really great uh, shortcuts, and we'll talk a bit about that after the break. How there are some things that are prepared or packaged that can save you time, and those are the better options. And we'll also get Kara to talk about uh, some of the myths surrounding foods that you might be blaming for your bad health or whatever it might be. Uh, gluten, eggs. Should you be juicing? We'll find out after the break. And you'll also have a chance to win a copy of the book. You're listening to the Pay Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Taking a quick break. We'll be back after this. Of you who've been texting questions about the book. The book is called Nourish Whole Food Recipes featuring seeds, nuts, and beans. Um, and I have the authors in studio with me. I've got Kara Rosenblum, who's a registered dietitian. Also, Nettie Cronish, who has written uh, several cookbooks, also teaches a lot of cooking classes. So in the book, a sample of some of the re- recipes, you've got like sesame-crusted salmon with mm-hmm. Asian greens and tamari dressing, grilled vegetable and goat cheese sandwiches, uh, crispy kale-topped pasta and cheese bake. They're delicious-sounding recipes. They, they aren't, to my surprise, uh, things like pumpkin seeds, <laughs> sesame seed sandwich. Um, so uh, one thing I noticed too is, uh, Nettie, you're really into sea vegetables. I love and, my sea vegetables. But okay, here's the thing. Most, a lot, I think, well, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of people may not be familiar with what sea vegetables are. Maybe like seaweed because we're used to now that, you know, wrapped in sushi and seeing nori, uh, you know, on certain foods. But what else is there? Well, you know, long before the development of agriculture, coastal peoples harvested a variety of nutritious vegetables from the sea that had essential minerals. And these are my sea vegetables. And in the book, we use three in particular. One is arame, which looks like black angel hair pasta. And we use it in soups and salads. And it has a slightly sweet taste due to the presence of mannitol, which is a uh, found in brown algae and you need to rehydrate it and right. then it becomes plump. And then we also use a lot of nori in the book and they're those thin black sheets of seaweed and they're such a great garnish, especially when they're cut into thin strips or shredded. And you can also add them to popcorn and kombu, mm-hmm. which is a sea vegetable that I use to make uh, kombu chips. I move over kale chips. These are delicious, but the, you have to, <laughs> bake them in an oven. But what is kombu? So kombu is a sea vegetable Mm -hmm. that is a natural version of MSG. It contains glutamic acid and mineral salts, but it's naturally occurring. And, and it's, it's what's used, in miso soup, actually. It, well, it's the basis for a lot of Japanese soup stocks called dashi. Mm-hmm. So they, they look like uh, strips of licorice, uh, but they're, they're, and they expand four times their size in water, and they add a lot of flavor to the water, and they're often covered with this white powder, and you, you never rinse it off, you leave it there. And so it will flavor your water and it's really delicious. And so I like to make 
my uh, kombu sweet and salty chips. And I also use some rice syrup and hemp seeds and pecans and crispy rice cereal, and I slow bake it in the oven. Well, you know, you just named a bunch of things that I haven't even heard of. Um, but... But I know that they're good for you. And actually, what I wanted to point out to people, too, is it sounds like if someone's listening and hearing you say, like, oh, there's kombu and there's, you know, um, nori, and, and it's not something that they've ever gone to look for, some of the stuff you can actually find in a lot of the major grocery stores. And if Asian you're fortunate, section of supermarkets. Yeah. And, it, and if you happen to live near a Chinatown or something like that, you can usually find them. And they're um, they're actually very inexpensive. Uh, so, Kara, I wanted to get to some of these myths about foods that you come across being a registered dietitian, Mm -hmm. being someone who works with people all the time to make sure they're eating better. Uh, One of the things that uh, I I find there's always controversy over soy Mm -hmm. because I grew up eating a lot of tofu and drinking soy milk because my dad made tofu. And then as an adult, um, as an adult, I didn't tell him, but then I switched to almond milk because someone was like, you know, soy is a lot of estrogen. I was like, oh my God, okay. (laughs) And then I switched back because someone else then said to me, If you go with organic soy, it's fine. Yeah. Soy is a perfectly healthy, acceptable, wonderful food. Unfortunately, it's subject of a lot of myths, and one of them is about estrogen. So it's not a myth that there is an estrogenic effect or what's called a phyto or false estrogen that is found in soy, but it's at very low levels that wouldn't actually have any detrimental effect. If anything, it has a protective effect against breast cancer, and soy in general is good for heart disease prevention and and high cholesterol prevention. The, one of the myths that we, I often hear is that because soy is estrogenic, mm-hmm. that it will actually cause feminizing effects in men so that men shouldn't eat soy foods. And there's nothing that could be further from the truth. Oh, and it's been the subject of a lot of study. Mm-hmm. They're what are called meta-analysis, where they take many studies, group the findings together and come up with an answer to a question. And when they do that for soy and estrogenic effects on men, the answer is there's absolutely no evidence of it changing testosterone levels, it causing what they call man boobs or men growing <laughs> right, yeah. breasts. Boobs. Yeah, exactly. No one wants boobs. Um, it does not affect fertility. All of those things are myths according to the research. It shows okay. it's not true, even if men have up to five servings of soy foods a day. Wow. And in North America, if, you, if the average man eats one serving of soy food a week, that's a lot. Right. So we're not looking at any problems if you like soy foods, okay. tofu or tempeh or soy milk. No problem at all. Now, because the book does contain a lot of recipes featuring nuts. Uh, I know there are a lot of people who are who will say like, oh, no, I can just only eat five almonds because al- uh, nuts are really fattening. Right. And we hear that one all the time. And people are still in that 1980s mentality that fat is bad. I'm here to tell you fat is good. <laughs> and there are so many good fats in the diet, things like salmon, avocado, nuts, and seeds. When I talk about whole foods, these are the foods I'm talking about. When you are eating lots of french fries and potato chips and ice cream, you're getting bad fats and you're also getting bad sugar, preservatives. When you stick with whole natural foods and the fat from those foods, you're doing something great for your health. So a serving of nuts is a quarter of a cup. So for almonds, if you're counting, it's mm-hmm. 23, 24 almonds. So you shouldn't be eating the whole container. That's because then the right. people who say, oh no, I've heard, this is the problem. People pick out what they want to hear or what they want to believe. So, you right. know, oh, I heard nuts are healthy. I'm going to eat this entire container. Yeah, it's all about portion control. So calories certainly do add up. A little, you know, 23, 24 almonds, you're looking at between 160 and 200 calories. That is a really satisfying, nourishing snack. Great thing 
thing to have. But again, if you're going to eat six times that portion size of any food, you're going to put on weight when you're eating too many calories. So right. I still that it. balance. <laughs> but nuts team. are great. There's actually <laughs> studies on nuts, not just almonds, pecans, walnuts, pine nuts, any nuts, even peanuts. Mm-hmm. A study shows that if you have a quarter cup serving even four times a week, you can lower your risk for developing heart disease by 35%. Oh. Imagine just eating that, something you enjoy anyway, you can reduce your risk for heart disease by that much. It's pretty amazing what food can do to your body, for your body. And I think it matters. Uh, sorry, yeah, I was going to say, they're also delicious. Nettie just wants everyone re- to yeah. remember, it's good for you, but it's also really delicious. Right. That's our great balance. <laughs> Uh, what about a gluten? Okay, because I have quite a few friends who will uh, who are not celiac, and some do say they have a bit of an intolerance, mm-hmm. so that's fine. But others who are just like, no, I'm just I won't eat anything with, with wheat in it as a as a health choice. Right. And we hear that a lot. Definitely, we know 1% of our population suffers from celiac disease, which is an autoimmune condition where they can't have foods that contain gluten, most common wheat. Um, and about 6 or 7% legitimately have a gluten intolerance. And for these people, they do want to avoid gluten. For the rest of the people, we're finding that they're trying to do it as their magic bullet to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing, and this is again based on studies and evidence, there is nothing in wheat or gluten that causes weight gain. It's about how much you eat and portion control. So if somebody takes gluten out of their diet to Mm -hmm. lose weight, imagine this. They're taking out cookies, crackers, pies, Mm -hmm. cakes, Twinkies, ding-dongs, donuts, noodles, (laughs) right? They're taking out every sort of pastry pleasure. They're taking out pizza, hamburger buns. Mm -hmm. They're taking out a lot of food. If they're not replacing that with more calories, of course they're going to lose weight. It wasn't because of the gluten. It was because they were simply eating less food. And I would imagine too, it's because they're eating, uh, they were eating food that really wasn't very nutrient dense. Of course. And I think that's exactly what happened to one particular friend of mine who cut out gluten and then lost weight. And she said, I'm not bloated anymore. I'm whatever. And she really stuck to it. It's because she no longer ate cake. She no longer ate white bread. So she actually did cut out the things that were not very good for her. So you can very easily have a whole foods diet that contains even white bread and whole grain bread and all those good for you things. And have maintained a healthy weight by eating less processed foods. So if I, you can see I'm repeating at my culprit when you're looking at a healthy diet <laughs> right. really is eating more real food and eating less processed food, junk food, fast food. That's the stuff that's not good for you. I will also say if you've ever read the package of a box of gluten-free cookies, you'll right. be really surprised at some of the crap that's well, in there. That's, and we know that people are thinking that gluten-free is some kind of a health label. But they that's like the 90s. Gluten-free. Do you remember the 90s when everything fat was fat-free? Free? Exactly. I bought so many boxes of Snackwell cookies yep. and I would keep them in my room. I'm like, these right. are fat-free. Rejoice. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just the sugar and the chemicals that were in them were just as bad. So we want to be we sticking. Talk about about whole grain. Mm-hmm. So that's what we want people to use. We have a like a tofu minestrone soup recipe and we call for whole grain pasta. Mm-hmm. And what we're saying is if you have a piece of leftover tofu and you don't know what to do with it, don't throw it out. You can freeze it or you can crumble it and add it to your soup. And so what we want people to do is use whole grain good quality ingredients. So if you are going to use flour, use whole wheat flour. Use the right kind of flour. Use the pastry, not the hard flour if you're going to be baking. And if you want to use pasta, use a whole grain pasta. And the supermarkets now carry whole grain pasta. I'm amazed at the wonderful ingredients I can now find in a supermarket. A lot of supermarkets even have uh, like a natural value section or they have a health Yeah, they do. They have like a healthy section, yeah. 
and and for people who are really busy, we're not being judgmental because people have to buy all their food in one spot or one place. And I think it's important for people to think about what they're going to eat from, let's say, you know, Monday to Friday. And mm-hmm. you need to plan your meals yes. because this does take some time. And aside from the kombu, we really shopped for Metro at Metro for mm-hmm. all of the ingredients we purchased. We went into a Metro grocery store. Everything can be sourced there, and except for the kombu, which yeah. is a specialty <laughs> item. Everything else you'll see is just mainstream ingredients. Well, thank you both so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Coming up after the break, I'll give you details on how you can win a copy of the cookbook. It's called Nourish Whole Food Recipes. We're taking a quick break here on the Pay Chen Show. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Thanks for joining me today. Just a quick reminder as well, uh, I will be in Halifax next weekend, so I won't have a show, uh, but you can always stay in touch with me whenever you want. Uh, you can follow me online on social media, Twitter and Instagram at PayChen. I'm on Facebook as well, and also uh, Snapchat, which is kind of like becoming my new thing. It really is. Uh, Pei Chen Eats is my name on Snapchat because every form of my actual name was already taken. Who are these other Pei Chens? Uh, I know <laughs> I'm going to out myself a little bit here, uh, Mike. Uh, I hear there's a Raptors game later today, but it's not here. But I just I saw a bunch of people walking around with like Raptors gear because they all congregate at they call it Jurassic Park outside yes, of the ACC, of the ACC yeah. which I think is really nice. Like I love that sense of community and the fans getting together and whatever. But last week, was it last week when it was like game seven of something? What Last week I said there was like, an, I think it was game seven. And I said to Mike, um, what happens if they lose this game? And you're like, uh, that's it. Done. <laughs> they don't play anymore. <laughs> How many rounds are there? So they made that round. That was the first round. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest basketball fan myself, but I do have a, a somewhat of a knowledge You have of a it. better knowledge of it than there I do. There are four rounds, as oh, far as I know. Yes. Really? Okay, yeah. that's quite that's quite a lot then. Yeah. Well, great And for they're all playing the a team called the Miami Heat this Ooh, time. Ooh, the Heat. <laughs> that's nice. Uh, I'm giving away copies of, I've got three copies of Nourish Cookbook to give away. I just had the authors on the show, so I had Kara and Nettie. Uh, for your chance, so when you can text in 71010, and you can just put uh, Nourish in there, provide your first and last name and your full mailing address, please. The books will be mailed out to the winners. And uh, if you are uh, one of the winners, I will let you know. I will reply to you via text. And if you do win anything on the show, just know that it could take up to a couple of weeks for you to receive it. So text in 71010 for your chance to win one of uh, three copies of the book. It's really great for people Two, and we didn't get into this too much with the authors. Um, if you've been looking for ways to cut back on meat and, you know, incorporate a few more veggies and also, you know, incorporate more beans and legumes and seeds into your meals without, because like me, I don't really know exactly how to put nuts and seeds into my meal other than like sprinkling it on a salad or something like that. So really great options there. And, um, you know, it is also the year of the pulse and, you know, eating more beans and uh, legumes is actually really cost effective as well. So if you need some inspiration and you like to cook and you want to eat a bit healthier and make healthier meals, then you can text in 71010 for your chance to win. Um, I would like to throw this out there. I'll throw it out to Mike and I'll throw it out to the listeners as well. You can text in and let me know what you would do at 71010. 
Let's just say you went to the bank one day and you got your、uh, statement, and it showed that you had been transferred over four million dollars into your account. What do you do, Mike? I, I saw that story,、mm-hmm. um, and I immediately I thought of Monopoly. <laughs> What community chest bank?、Yeah. Uh, there's a card. Card <laughs> bank error in your favor. Collect whatever amount, and it's four million. I don't know what I do in this situation because I feel like if it's four million, I would lo- I wouldn't even know how to process that many zeros on my bank statement. If I knew that they were going to come after me for it, yeah, I think I would use a good portion of that and just go. I, if if I knew there's four million dollars and it's mine, if I can take it and I can grab it. I get the heck out of Dodge. But what would but you if you knew like okay they they will figure it out at some point. Wh- you know you'd like probably go to jail for it or would or do you mean that you would find a way to just be hidden like no one could find you? That's what I would be looking at. I would I would start <laughs> researching ways as to how to I can get to some island somewhere where they don't know I went there and no、yeah. one knows I'm there. And if any of my friends want to come meet me. I'll invest some of this four million dollars, and maybe I can fly them out. Well, great way to tell your friends where you are is via Twitter.、Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone! I'm hiding on this island.、Don't、I'm now I'm now rich. So the story, and I'd love you to know. I'd、uh, love to know what people think. Seven ten ten. Let me know if you just. If you found out that you had over four million dollars in your bank account, what would you do? Would you spend any of it? Would you just leave it there because you figured, ah, you know what? It's gonna they're gonna take it back. So this is what happened: a twenty-one-year-old Malaysian student basically became a multi-millionaire by accident because a bank mistakenly transferred four point six million dollars to her account. And、uh, she's facing charges because she actually spent most of it. Like she's she's twenty one years old, so there was a glitch in the system. She's a student at the、um, in Sydney, Australia, at the University of Sydney. She has spent three point three million dollars on designer goods, like handbags and such. She also transferred some cash to other accounts. Now here's the thing, she has spent. Let me repeat, three point three million dollars on. She didn't buy a home. She didn't do things like I bought a, a cruise, I bought a boat, or you know I bought expensive cars. She didn't buy the things that most people might buy the minute they come into a few million dollars, like these big ticket items. She spent over three million dollars on quote. Luxury goods. We're talking bags, clothes, sunglasses. She did not buy one single practical item. Not one. Over three million dollars. And it's because to me, I'm thinking, well, I maybe I'd buy、uh, like a nice car, drive myself away, or I'd buy like um, I'd, like you said, Mike, I'd buy a house somewhere. I'd pay cash. I like the idea of buying a boat. <laughs> That's exactly what I would do. Now that I think of it, I、You'd、never thought a of a boat. I get on the, that boat, I would ship sail off, <laughs> and no one would ever see But me. But the、again. thing is, like, there's all these random little islands that are quite affordable. So if you could take most of that money and just make sure that you're fairly secure,、uh, it, it just amazes me that. And I'm like, well, of course, she's 21. She's not like, yeah. I'll buy myself a little condo. I'll pay off my student loans. I'll、uh, maybe stop. <laughs> Make responsible financial decisions. <laughs> yeah. Instead, she, but. 
I actually, and I understand that there are, you know, there are purses and sunglasses and shoes that are, you know, thousands of dollars, but that someone at 21 could actually spend millions of dollars on just like wearable items is quite shocking to me. So, uh, they, they also, the funny thing is, is that they haven't been able to, they weren't able to find her right away. They were like, oops, we transferred four and a half million dollars to someone by accident and we're having trouble finding her. So they, um, she was caught only when she tried to leave the country and she is charged with dishonestly obtaining financial advantage by deception and knowingly dealing with the proceeds of crime. Now, here's the thing. Is it her fault? Absolutely not. (laughs) They gave her the money. But well, I don't. It wasn't exactly a gift, but um, it was in her account. She's like, "Yeah, cool, gonna spend it." Bank error in your favor. That's all I would say to the judge. Check Did the you? Monopoly board. Check the cards. There's a bank error in your favor. I landed on community chest, and I got this four million dollars. <laughs> what Monopoly piece are you though? <laughs> That's oh, the- in the game. Yeah. Oh, always the car. Always the car. Are you always the car? Yeah. I'm quite fond of the shoe and of the thimble. I kind of like that one as well. Um, so anyway, that I I just I marveled at that story. I don't know why. I'm just obsessed with what she purchased. I'm I'm shocked. I'm not that shocked that she spent it. I'm a little shocked that they couldn't find her for a couple of years. But I just think she must have the nicest closet of any student ever. She's a she's a student at the University of Sydney. I, and maybe she's living in a dorm room and, and you know, fooled everyone. Uh, thanks for texting in your chances to win. Again, you just need to, you need to send me your first and last name and your full mailing address because, hey, if you don't send me your postal code, I'm not going to look it up. So if you enter correctly, you do have a chance to win and uh, the books will be sent out to the winners. Quick reminder, you can always find podcasts of the show online. Uh, Paychen.com is the website. And uh, if you want to, you know, keep tab... Sometimes I do interesting things. Sometimes they're not super interesting, but you never know. It's kind of like a gamble. So you can follow me online at Pei Chen and find that out as well. Um, my, I haven't talked about her all throughout the show, but my little niece is now 14 months old. She can say a couple of words and we were FaceTiming the other night. My brother always FaceTimes me when she's eating because that way she's kind of sitting still in her high chair. She can say apple. She can say orange. She doesn't, she can't say the word dog, but she says, whoa, whoa. And that means dog because they, they, you know, whatever. Uh, I taught her, I finally got her to say auntie because it sounds like apple. So I basically had her say apple a few times. Then I said auntie and she got it and I applauded. But you know what? Of all things that my brother, of course, my brother would teach his daughter of all the useful things she could possibly learn. He goes, watch this. And he, he holds his fist out to her. She looks over. She fist bumps him. She she fist bumps my brother and they both say, boom. My niece knows five words. One of them is to fist bump her dad and say, boom. There you go. Hope you all have a great Mother's Day. Be nice to your moms. Make sure you call. That's also a verbal reminder for me to do the same thing. Uh, I'll be back the week after next. Hope you'll uh, tune in. And again, you can find the podcast, paychen.com. Find me online at paychen. Thank you, Mike. Uh, if Mike ever goes missing, I'll know that he's on a boat somewhere heading off to some mysterious little island. Have a great weekend, everyone. And I'll see you in two weeks.